Welcome to Sister Scriptorians, where we are devoted to learning, likening, and lifting others one principle at a time. Episode 50, Men Are That They Might Have Joy. Sister Scriptorians, are you experiencing joy? Even with the knowledge or your personal experience that there is opposition in all things, are you allowing yourself to feel joy? Are you trusting in God's wisdom? It can be tricky, can't it? It feels like we know a whole lot. It feels like we know what's best. But I find that when I'm holding on so tightly to what my expectations are or my views on how things should roll, (laughs) those are the moments when I am not experiencing joy. Have you noticed that for yourself? Instead, I'm experiencing feelings of scarcity and fear. But when I chill out for a moment and I take a deep breath, probably take a step back or two, and I broaden my timeline, not being so demanding that it everything happen right now. And when I leave myself open to the possibility that my perspective is not always correct, then I begin to feel at ease. And my heart begins to notice the joy that's available for me in that moment. But behold, all things have been done in the wisdom of him who knoweth all things. Adam fell that men might be. And men are that they might have joy. It is comforting. And it takes a lot of pressure off of life. When we know that Adam's fall was not accidental. It wasn't a mistake. That all things have been done in the wisdom of God who knows all things. Isn't that a relief? To know that we aren't condemned. That we aren't forsaken, that we're not scorned by God because of our human weakness, that He knows that about us. He's got it. It's not a shock to Him. (laughs) And that Adam fell so that we might be, and that without Adam's fall, we would cease to be progressing along the path. And we are, believe it or not, progressing. And just the fact that we are here on earth shows that we chose to be and that we exist so that we might have joy. And did you catch that qualifier? Might. To me, that says that God offers his joy to his children, but it is up to us to seize it. And we need to abide by the pre-qualifications that lead to joy. What? Joy has pre-qualifications? Yes, it is another choice that we must choose to partake in in order to be able to experience. And Father and His Son, they have given us plenty of opportunities in order to be able to be exposed to joy. In our dictionaries, joy is defined as a feeling of great pleasure and happiness, which is an okay definition for something that I, I think is difficult to define. At least for me, it's hard to pinpoint or define really 
the adequate words to express or to explain joy, but I know I seek after it. And I believe we all crave it. And I know when I capture it, it is one of the greatest motivators to keep on keeping on, to keep pressing forward. And it fills me with this energizing hope. And also, I know I need to improve at experiencing it more often in my life. I find that the hustle and bustle of life may be robbing me of my opportunities to experience joy. How about you? How often am I bustling around my house and I'm aware that my children are around, I hear their chatter, I'm listening to their chatter, and I'm also having a bunch of swirling thoughts going through my mind as I am trying to complete the task and I just keep telling myself, if I just get this done, then I'm going to experience joy. If I just get this done, then I'm going to sit down for a minute and be with my children. If I just get this done, I'm going to do what I've been pushing off all day that I know is going to bring me a lot of happiness and joy, but I got to get all this done first and all the while. The mountains to the east of my home are pink with the reflection of the blazing sunset to the west. And I glance at it, but I don't remain still to enjoy it because to take time to enjoy is to invite joy into my heart. So every time I push off what I know will bring me joy, I'm not allowing the opportunity for joy. And I believe God gives us these moments for exactly that purpose so that we can pause and choose to invite in joy. And I know I've mentioned it before, but the beach has the same effect on me. In fact, I've even risked missing a flight back home just to take a quick little detour to the beaches of Southern California to feel that ocean breeze and hear the crashing waves and feel the sifting sand under my feet because it brings me joy. Until I'm then reminded that when I'm feeling joy, at least in that moment, time speeds up and I quickly make a beeline to the airport. I almost missed my flight. They gave up my seat, but I got it back. They were really gracious, but I don't regret it because that joy, it renewed me and made me ready to return back home and once again pick up my family responsibilities. It's these moments in creation that Father and Jesus Christ have given us. Whether you're in the mountains or fishing at the lake or hiking through the wildflowers, it's when we're still and we appreciate the beauty of this earth, realizing it is a gift from a loving Father to us, His children. And we feel joy when we're experiencing it. And what does joy feel like, at least to me? It feels like hope, a renewal to keep on fighting. The belief that better days are just around the corner, so just keep moving forward. And it's even energy, energy that I need to either make a leap or to start completely over or to change it all up. But that joy fills me with this energy and these righteous desires to accomplish what is really important in life. And finally, joy fills me with gratitude and an awe and appreciation for that moment in time and what I'm experiencing, for the blessings that God pours upon me. And it fills my heart with love, love that is conquering, love that knows no bounds, 
Love that makes everything possible in that moment because it is from God. And when I am feeling any of these things, I know that I am feeling joy. And how can joy have such an impact on our souls? Because joy is a fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long sufferings, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. When we seek after any of these attributes, we can feel the sweetness of joy. Yes, even long suffering and temperance has the ability to fill us with joy eventually. And how do I know this? Because when I have exercised these attributes of temperance and long suffering, I have to say sorry a whole lot less than I normally do, which is a nice change of pace for me. And that brings me joy. So if joy is a fruit of the Spirit, then we can conclude that anything that would drive out the Spirit would stop us or prevent us from experiencing joy. And Elder Bednar had this to say about the Spirit. He observed that the standard is clear. If something we think, see, hear, or do distances us from the Holy Spirit, then we should stop thinking, seeing, hearing, or doing that thing. If that which is intended to entertain, for example, alienates us from the Holy Spirit, then certainly that type of entertainment is not for us. Because the Spirit cannot abide that which is vulgar, crude, or immodest, then clearly such things are not for us. Because we estrange the Spirit of the Lord when we engage in activities we know we should shun, then such things definitely are not for us, end quote. Part of our schooling here on earth is to develop sensitivities to the Spirit of God and to crave it and to seek after it, to choose it. And one of these sensitivities is to embrace joy in its purity and recognize the difference between this feeling of joy versus feelings of thrill or even pleasure. And while thrill and pleasure aren't wrong, they are feelings that can quickly slide into counterfeit feelings by the adversary. He wants to trick us into believing that we can find joy anywhere else besides where it truly resides. Does that make sense? So where does joy reside? Well, God's creations is a start. But also your family is another place. There's such a wide range of emotions that a family produces at any given hour, at least in our home. The feelings of our home are constantly changing. But are you experiencing joy? For me, I have experienced joy when I see my child doing something hard. When they sacrifice a desire of theirs to be of service to someone else. When I see my children express love to one another. That is joy. It is when I see that they are so pleased with their accomplishments or when they offer comfort to another child without me encouraging them to do it. It is when they write their first talk and give it in church without my help and they testify of what they believe in. I feel joy when they pray and it isn't one of their repetitive prayers, but it's filled with what they uniquely are grateful for. 
or what they uniquely need or see that our family needs. That brings me joy. It's when I observe them from afar and despite my failings and despite their struggles, I observe that their hearts are good and that there is so much good for them to do in this life. There are so many opportunities for joy. To experience joy with our parents and to be grateful for their sacrifice and their contributions to our lives. To appreciate the love of our grandparents who have experienced enough tempering in their life and therefore have been blessed with this wisdom and the capacity to love us and others unconditionally. Sure, family life can provide a lot of painful learning lessons too. Some really painful. But if you capture those moments when your heart swells with joy and hold on to it, and don't be too quick to push through it and move on, you're going to discover that your life is designed so that you might have joy. In confession time, there have been times that I have foolishly done that in my life, where I've quickly moved through the sensation that joy produces. It's as if the feeling was so surprising and overwhelming for me in that moment that I squashed it in order to get back my composure. But now that I am more aware that this is joy, and that it is also the spirit, I commit and I've been working on surrendering to it and welcoming this fruit whenever it is offered to me. I invite you to do the same. The Holy Ghost enters our lives more fully as we choose righteous living. President Russell M. Nelson says that the joy we feel has little to do with the circumstance of our lives and everything to do with the focus of our lives, end quote. That is how we can have imperfect families. That's how we can be imperfect. And that's how the circumstances around us can be imperfect. But we can still experience joy. It is all contingent upon where our focus is, where our thoughts, our desires, and our treasures are. And if they be heavenly treasures we seek, then the closer we can get those thoughts to Christ-like attributes, such as faith, hope, and charity, the more opportunity for joy we will invite into our lives. We can allow the imperfection of others without needing to change them or condemn them. And we can put our enmity towards others or God away. And we can stop comparing ourselves to apples and oranges because you're neither. And we know that comparison is the thief of joy. And instead, we can choose love. The Savior instructed, As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, 
for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. So in order for us to be able to have real joy, the Savior's joy, in order to have that joy remain in us, so that our joy might be full, the Savior reveals that we must keep Father's commandments and abide in His love. And the Savior's invitation to us is to love one another and to be His friend. And that will bring us joy. What a timely message for those of us who are celebrating Valentine's Day this week. Love those who are around you, the way that Father loves them. Seeing their good and reflecting that back to them. To strengthen our friendships and to recommit to keep the commandments of forgiving, letting go, expressing gratitude, serving and accepting the Savior's invitation of friendship. Men are that they might have joy. Choose it. And we're given a blueprint in Doctrine and Covenants section 59 on how to find joy in our journey right now. Like President Nelson instructed, it begins with our focus. Or as verse 1 says, with an eye single to my glory. And in doing so, when we focus on our Savior, and when we plant our feet in Zion, and are willing to obey the Savior's gospel with faith and diligence, then we're going to receive the reward of good things of this earth and will be crowned with blessings from above, even given more commandments and receive revelation. That is joy. I testify that I have felt joy, particularly in recent years, with the change in how our youth are taught in church, with the lowering of the missionary ages, with the increase of temples, with the development of a home-centered curriculum to help us speak and teach of Christ, and the opportunity for younger youth to attend the temple and receive the priesthood. This all has brought me so much joy and assurance that Father is aware of our needs. And section 59 goes on to counsel us to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy might, mind, and strength, to serve him in the name of Jesus Christ, to love thy neighbor as thyself, to not steal, neither commit adultery, nor kill, nor do anything like unto it, to thank the Lord thy God in all things, to offer a sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in righteousness, even that of a broken heart and a contrite spirit. Essentially, this is a sacrifice of our pride and a submission to the Lord's superior ways, for his ways are not our ways. Thank goodness. <laughs> Going on for us to go to the house of prayer and to offer up our sacraments upon his holy day, the day appointed for us to rest from our labors and pay our devotions unto the Most High God, to offer up in righteousness on all days and at all times our vows. And I see this as our commitments and our promises that we've made in righteousness so that we can continue throughout the week to enjoy the freedom that comes with thinking, speaking, and doing all things that are virtuous, confessing our sins unto our brethren and before the Lord, and fasting so that our joy may be full. 
fasting in prayer, or in other words, rejoicing in prayer. Joy or happiness is what each of God's children are searching for in this life. Isn't that fascinating? Some may do better at finding it, but it is within all of us a desire for it. It's like we've been created by the same being who desires us to have it. Adam fell that men might be, and men are that they might have joy. Where is your focus? Is it bringing you joy? If not, it's time to refocus on our Savior, Jesus Christ. Come be the Savior's friend. Sister Scriptorians, be the Savior's friend and let His countenance of joy shine in you. Enjoy the beauties He has created for you. Partake of the fruits of the Spirit that comes with righteous living. Love those around you and love your Savior. Focus on Him and find joy in the commandments He has given you, for He doesn't withhold anything, not even joy, from His friends. Have a good day.